Hello, and welcome to The Culture Quest. We are but humble adventurers, and today we're taking a break to talk about the podcast again, again. Hello, With me, hello, as always, hello, are Peter. Hello, hello. And Mario. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, do, do me again. And Mario. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and I am Anon. Thank you, the listeners at home, for taking part in our noble quest. It's been two years since we've set on this quest, and what two years they have been. Feels so long. Feel like I need to go to the toilet. <laughs> we've honestly come a long way together. Uh, we've had a bunch of metaphorical adventures. We've broadened our horizons. We've become close friends along the way. And honestly, sometimes when I think about it, two years seems like a lot, and two years sometimes feel like we're still only getting started. You know, we're, we're only still trying new things. We're only still starting to experiment. I'm, Although I'm, it's, it's crazy that like in these two years, we've been recording like approximately once every two weeks. Mm. That's yeah, a lot. Al- almost perfectly in terms of consistency, yeah. So today we're going to summarize the second year of our quest and see where it took us. We're going to crown our year two MVP, which I'm way excited about. And we're going to play a dumb little game that would test our familiarity with relatively recent pop music. So people who have listened to this podcast for a while know that I'm a pat myself on the back for every little minor achievement kind of guy. <laughs> so let's get patting. <laughs> so let me quickly remind you of all the things we've done this year. On our second year of the quest, we've covered 21 subjects in total. We've done eight movies. We've done Enter the Dragon, the Muppet movie, The Good, the Bad and the Ugly, which in almost three hours, I think it's the longest movie we've watched. Uh, we've watched Rebel Without a Cause, Rain Man, A Star is Born. Uh, on that episode, we've covered the 2018 version, but we've also mentioned the 1954 version as well. We watched Billy Elliot, and we've watched Citizen Kane, which was the oldest movie we've watched. Mm. We've done seven music albums, uh, U2's War, Taylor Swift's Folklore, Joni Mitchell's Blue, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life, which thankfully ended the streak of albums we've done that Peter did not enjoy. <laughs> we've done... Black Sabbath's Paranoid, Paul Simon's Graceland, I'm and Bjork's, Bjork's, Bjork, Bjork's Homogenic. <laughs> I think we were pretty adventurous with those albums, to be honest. Um, something that's aged well for me that I don't think I've talked to you guys about was the um, Journey Mitchell's Blue. I think um, I'm coming around slowly. That's yeah. mm. good to hear. Mm. We've done four video games, Firewatch, Gris, What Remains of Edith Finch, and The Room. We've done one comic book, Watchmen, and one book, Shakespeare, The World as a Stage by Bill Bryson. And out of those 21 subjects, seven were entered into the Quig, or a third. Out of those seven, four were movies, which were The Muppet Movie, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Billy Elliot and Citizen Kane. Two were music albums, which were uh, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life and Black Sabbath's Paranoid, and one comic book, Watchmen. And for the moment, I'm sure all of us have been waiting for the friendly, very uncompetitive part of the show in which we see how many <laughs> Culture Quest Essential Guide inductees each of us is responsible for. Uh, <laughs> so this year, Peter, you've had one Quag entry this year, which is mm. uh, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life. Interesting. And Barrio, you've had three Quag members to nah. your name. Damn. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, oh, Watchmen, damn. and Billy Elliot. Wow, three solid picks. Three <laughs> very solid picks. I totally agree. And I've had... Uh, three as well, uh, The Muppet Movie, Black Sabbath's Paranoid, and Citizen Kane, which 
two of these I can't really credit myself with. <laughs> Paranoid is an album that is almost in the center of our comfort zones. And Citizen Kane is a movie that is considered to be the greatest of all times. Yeah. I literally suggested Citizen Kane for us to do because I wanted to slip one more quag entry before the year was through. So. <laughs> and I got to say that, you know, exactly because we've been doing this for a while and none of us thought about Citizen Kane, but you, then you get a credit. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, but I, I still think it's only fair to say that there was, if there was an award for this, I think Barya should win it. Uh, his picks were much yeah. more adventurous and less calculated than mine. <laughs> yeah, actually... Um... His were pretty out there, but um, managed to still get in. That, that, yeah, that was a good job, Mario. Mm, thank you, sirs. Humbled and blessed. Hashtag. <laughs> Let me humble you a bit more. Uh, if, if you're combining both of the years we've done, uh, year one and year two, we've done so far 15 movies, 11 music albums, five video games, four books, three TV shows, three comic books, two documentaries, and one classical music episode, which uh, altogether is 44 different subjects over 58 episodes. The rest, of course, were special episodes, side quests, uh, the pilot episodes we've done, a few lockdown bonuses. That feels like an achievement, though, doesn't it? That, that, when you said like 11 albums or whatever, like, you know, that's... That's quite amazing, actually. Like it's um... our numbers are becoming very respectable. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I wonder what we would have done with that time if if we didn't do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Would question. we have done something uh, productive or just wasted in something boring? Probably something boring. I know what my answer is. <laughs> you wanna you wanna do a three, two, one, and and say boring at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> So predictable. Yeah. I think part of doing a lot of these things, a lot of these topics on the podcast is like, it actually like, it kind of brings it into another space of the brain when you're trying to remember it. Like when I remember albums I listen to, you know, that I haven't done on the podcast, they go in one spot, but then all the podcast topics go actually in another spot in my brain. Because whenever I think of like Joni Mitchell's Blue Now, it's not my favorite album, but like, and I probably would forget it, honestly, if I had listened to it few, uh, a few times and, and not, you know, talked about it with you guys. Yeah. But since it was like a pub- podcast topic and we did like a little bit of research into like who she is and, and stuff like that, now it's like seared into my brain, like, you know, about that album and, you know, how I felt about it and everything. Because just saying it out loud and then making a podcast out of it actually kind of like, it's like an imprinting it on your memory, you know? And yeah. It's quite, it's quite good to have so many topics like that. Yeah, it, it kind of sticks better to, to the back of my mind. And then it's mm. easier to come back to, you know? Mm. Which is funny because I'm, uh, uh, you, you said that you usually, maybe not always, but you remove the albums from your library. So I don't know. I, I feel like leaving them. Often. Yeah, like I still have the Taylor Swift one in my uh, library. And every once in a while, you know, when I just peruse through my library and I see her name, I, I do want to listen to it some more. Yeah. Or sometimes even the Year 2 album, uh, War, but th- that none of us really liked. And usually, it's not that I, you know, warm up to them more, but I just enjoy seeing them there because I feel like I have somewhat of a personal connection with them after podcasting about them, you know? This is a bit of a tangent, right? But some people have, like, the opinion when they're listening to music. Like, who cares what other people think? Like, it's all about your own experience. And to an extent, sometimes I believe that. But here's actually a counterexample, right? Sometimes I'll listen to something quite a few times even, and I will not enjoy it. I guess I, I, I just won't appreciate it. 
But then if everyone online or you guys or, you know, friends or family or something are just telling me like, no, 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 it's really good. Trust me. It's really good. Honestly, like I, I feel like there's more of a reason just to kind of give it an extra 10% of effort or like try it in a different scenario, try it in a walk or try it through a different set of speakers or headphones or something just to see if anything clicks. And I, I think there's like, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to like seeing what other people like and seeing if you like that. Because in the music and in the arts, right, we don't, I, I guess we do do it. It's just like people don't want to say they do that. They don't want to say like, oh, you know, I heard everyone else like this album, so I got this album. They don't want to say like, oh, you know, I'm big into this type of music, so I'm just going to go through each album by myself. Like that seems like the, I guess you could say like the respectable thing to do. But when, you, when you're looking for like a dishwasher or you're looking for like, you know, what console shall I get? It's totally valid what other people think because, you know what, humans are, like, pretty similar. Yeah. I think that's how Folklore, Taylor Swift's album, got the, the album the air. Exactly <laughs> it's right. It's not such a good album. It's, it's, it's kind of flat. Yeah, like, and the thing is, I probably would never have brought it to the podcast if someone didn't, didn't, didn't say they liked it. Exactly. And you know what, like, sometimes there is a cost. That one didn't exactly pay off, but, you know, like, it's, it's worth going into things that other people like because... You know, if they like it, you know, humans aren't that dis disparate, you know, they're not like that different that, yeah. you know, no one could ever like it, you know, <laughs> like it's, I think it's worth kind of like, even some of the like, I guess we could saw them like misses, you know, like U2's War or, or Gris maybe even. And, um, you know, a few of those, a few of those topics that we do, Like, the misses are kind of just as valuable as the hits sometimes, you know? Mm. Yeah. But when I think of, like, all the topics we're doing, I feel like we're kind of trying to make a web. And, like, the web starts out, like, very sparse, you know? Like, things aren't really connecting. It, it looks a bit bare. But as you, you know, do things more and more, like, it gets a thicker and thicker web. And eventually it's just, like, wherever you go into that web, there's just going to be stuff so like around it, you know? So anytime now we do a 90s movie, we have other 90s movies to compare it to and stuff. So yeah, I think it's just going to get more and more special as we go mm. on. Yeah, it's a nice perspective. Yeah, I totally agree. I remember like around episode 20, I think it was, I, I looked like the list of the episodes we've done and, you know, it's kind of like we've shot in all directions and mm. it's, it's really scattered because we do movies and books and albums and games and a Going bit of everything. Going for a big web. Yeah, exactly. But now that we're getting, like our numbers are getting respectable and I kind of feel like things are coming together, you know, mm. things are, everything supports each other and exactly. we're getting somewhere. And so now that we've kind of summarized year two, let's attend to our choice of year two's MVP. As we've mentioned, on our quest, we encounter many different subjects, and, and the ones we like the most, we put into the quag. And once a year, we choose one quag entry from the past year and crown it our yearly MVP. Peter, tell us how our yearly MVP was chosen, and, and if you'd be so kind, reveal to us what was chosen as our year two MVP, as neither Barry nor I know what yeah. was chosen. If yet. you need the drum sounds before the winner, let us know. <laughs> I'll signal you guys. Okay, so the MVP, um, I've gone through this last year, but I'll, just a refresher for people that maybe this is their first episode, probably not the best episode to start with, kind of but weird. you do you, so, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
every year we crown an MVP. And MVP, I'm kind of using the basketball term here. It's not the best on the stats, and it's not it's not something that we could point to any one metric that we would um, we would be able to summarize the MVP. MVP is just about what do you think was the best, however you define best. So basically what I do every year is I ask Barrio and Anon, give us your top three best topics that made it into the quake. So that might not be actually your favorite three topics of the year because sometimes, you know, we, we go for topics and we love them and then they don't get into the quake and they stay in our hearts. <laughs> Radiohead Kid A. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst covered up coughs ever. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's like a two second gap between that. Um, but anyway, so out of the seven topics, we um, basically we, we choose a top three. And usually, well, I say usually, last year, we, um, we can come like, in, in our top three, we're going to have one, maybe even two that are, are in all of our lists. So, um, and it basically, Barrio and Anon know if I don't message them back a second time to ask them for their fourth favorite, then they know we've got one. So, is it time for some drum rolls? Um, let, let me just say say this: Anon, I think, came in very confident. He said, "I think we're all kind of on the same page." Is that right? Like, did you feel we kind of were all there were there were maybe two or three head and shoulders above the rest? I definitely do. Like, I, I knew there were two from almost the, the start of the year that I really, mm. really wanted to be picked. Yep. But there's one subject that I, I'm willing to put all my money on. Uh, there's one, I, I don't want to say it because I don't want to end up wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> there's one I'm very confident about. If you don't mind, do you mind if I read out sort of what we, what we picked? Yeah, please. So I'll start with Barrio. Barrio and my list were actually the same. Mm. So, um, really? Yeah. We had different orders, but um, they were the same three. Man, I'm so excited. So that did involve, for him, he had Citizen Kane first. I had it third. So we, we both quite enjoyed that. My first one was Watchmen, and he had that third. So, and I'll, we, had some, we had the same one in second. And now I'll read out Anon's. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. <laughs> so Anon's first one was not on any of our lists. And his second one was not also on any of our lists. <laughs> that was the Muppet movie in number one, which doesn't surprise me. You play the soundtrack all yeah. the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. I fell in um, love with it. <laughs> it's a really good soundtrack. And the second one, um, unless you got mixed up with um, Citizen Kane and the Muppet movie with the, with the um, <laughs> cameo. No? No. <laughs> no? Okay. All good. Just checking. <laughs> the Muppet movie is the one with all the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in second place, the one that we didn't have was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Another movie I can't stop thinking about. I keep listening to the soundtrack. I love it. It made it into my first draft, but I, I, I did revise it. And now third on Anon's list and second on both of me and Barrio's lists, uh, which is the year two MVP. Let's do the drum rolls, guys. <laughs> Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. I <laughs> knew it. I knew it. That album stood out. It's such a likable album. Matt, we all loved it. Yes. We did all love we it. We did yeah. love it and we do think that everyone should 
like I think that everyone can enjoy it. Everyone, literally, there's something for everyone in this album, especially because it has 21 songs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, after I found out about what our year two MVP is, I went back and listened to the album, but I also listened to the um, the podcast. And, you know, I, I, I thought we actually would have been a bit more positive. When we went into the podcast, we were saying, you know, it's actually quite long and there was definitely bits of the album that, didn't um i guess hit for us like there was yeah there was patches i guess you could say but you know what in the end it was all fine like it didn't matter because it just the whole album when you when you take it like the whole hour and a bit it's actually like just such a good piece of music that you can just take anywhere you go like it's great as background music it's yeah. great as center stage music it just like there's music for everyone evidenced by like when when me and uh you and on We made it into a single album just, you know, for our personal playlist. Yeah. And we didn't have many overlapping songs at all, maybe two or three songs that were the same. Yeah, exactly. And we basically chose opposite ends of the album. It's it's just so varied in, like, in styles, yet it's not actually... It feels like it should all be on the same album, which is yeah. great. So um, it's not a perfect album. Like literally, no, no, there no, are like five or six songs I'm probably not going to listen to anytime soon. Mm. But it's it's still a wonderful album. Still very very fun and deep and emotional. Yeah. I, I really really enjoyed mm. it. And I remember, you know, when we started recording that that uh, episode, like you said, we came like with positive uh, feelings towards it. We all enjoyed yeah. it. But I remember. By the end of that episode, by the time we finished recording, I just fell in love with this album. Like, talking about it with you, it just made me well up about it. That happens it. sometimes, yeah. Happiness is only real when shared. Exactly right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, I'm, re- I'm really happy about that. So, it, it is a very special album. We, we all really loved it and really enjoyed it. And honestly, I keep hearing songs from it everywhere. Like, when I go shopping and stuff and they have, like, the radio on. There's always a Stevie Wonder song. There's, it's everywhere. I, can, I keep running into Stevie yeah. Wonder songs from this album. Yeah, same, same here. <laughs> I keep running into it. It's a very special episode. It's, it's very fitting for it yeah. to be the, the year two MVP, uh, alongside our year one MVP, which was uh, Fight Club, the book by Chuck Palahniuk. Mm. It's nice that we had two different genres. So yeah, yeah what, potentially next, uh, next year it could be even a movie or something. I, like I said, I knew almost from the beginning of the year, that I wanted to go with the Muppet movie and the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm. And I kept an open mind because, I, you know, we've, we've done amazing stuff afterwards, like Billy Elliot and Citizen Kane and Watchmen, also amazing candidates. But they, they had such an influence on me that I just knew. And now when I, you know, when I sat down to choose the third one, Stevie Wonder seemed like the natural choice, but I almost went with Black Sabbath's Paranoid because... Mm. I can't stop listening to that album. I can't stop listening to their other albums that I got into. It's my personal favorite, maybe. Yeah. But like you said, it's not about personal favorites. And, and Stevie Wonder, it just has something about it, like the it factor that nothing else has. I, I just, it's just above the, the rest. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about it. I yeah. had to go with it. And if you were wondering, that's the one I, I wanted to guess earlier. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be this one. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the things we've done this year. Like, there were quite a few topics that we've done this year that I'm still coming back to. But if there was like a topic that we've done this year and I didn't expect would linger with me as much is Paul Simon's Graceland. Like, if you've heard that episode, um, then you'd know that, you know, while, while I had on the whole positive feelings towards this album, I didn't connect with it as much as you, Peter, and Barrio have. But 
ever since we've recorded the episode, I haven't stopped listening to it. I, I listen to it not too frequently, like maybe once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and despite the fact that I would stop listening to it after we've done the episode. I'm, I'm, I still feel like I'm warming up to it. And like recently... I watched a Paul Simon show from uh, on YouTube at Hyde Park, oh, cool. which I thought was amazing. Like the sound of the songs from Graceland played yeah. by a live band. Mitch is so much more sense to me than the album versions. And uh, we're recording the episode 58 now. And I think the Graceland is episode 54. But because of, you know, like uh, behind the scenes podcast time and, and delay between episodes and recording and publishing of the episodes, the Graceland episode is only coming out in a couple of days. And... This past week, I spent like a lot of time with the album because I, I wanted to choose a bit to record from it uh, for for the intro bit, and I listened to all kinds of parts, and then I sat down and recorded what uh, the, the the bit from the the title track Graceland, mm. and because of that, like I spent a lot of time with the album, and I just fell in love with it. Uh, I, um, there are a few songs that I don't that I skip on the album. It's not a perfect album, mm. but I'm getting it now. I, I I I'll never get the importance of this album because I don't think we've we we weren't alive back then with yeah. the apartheid and all of the controversy around it. Mm. But it's just a great album. I totally recommend it. I, I've actually listened to Graceland quite a bit since we put it down, but it's sort of my go-to album for when I don't really want to concentrate on the album too much. It sounds like a bit of a diss, but it's great because it's just it's there in the background. It's so groovy and stuff, and you can kind of go in and out, and it doesn't really trouble me to miss parts of the song. Yeah. Whereas, like some artists that I'm more serious on, I I I'm either too distracted by the album. Like anytime someone's making a conversational point, I'm just waiting for like the bass to come in or something like that. It's just <laughs> not really conducive for that kind of environment. Whereas Graceland, like I can definitely have it on the background and enjoy it, but I'm not like, I can't, it's not like I can't tear myself away from it. So it's, it's quite good. You're saying Hyde Park, that performance that has a great rendition of You Can Call Me Owl on that. That's, um, yeah. he sings it quite yeah. differently where, where you traditionally does high parts, he makes them sort of low parts and it just, it, it flows a bit differently. So, um, it, it is really a good performance there. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's probably one of my favorite albums that I skip songs on because, if I'm really listening to it, I'll skip probably Gumboots and um, and probably... I like Gumboots. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, suit yourself. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll skip... I don't um, like and know what I know. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> Still don't. Um, and, I'll, and I'll skip... Um, I can't remember what it's called. The, the Volume 2 or whatever. Crazy Love. Yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah, I skip that one as well. Although I'm starting to skip it less. It's, it's getting in my head. So... <laughs> Um, just give it another year. This could be my favorite album, but yeah, that one's aged aged quite well for me actually. Because yeah. when we listen to this, it's going to be two weeks really. So sometimes things do get get better over time. For me, um, what was the one that really really got to me? That was um, Joni Mitchell's. Yeah, Joni Mitchell's is aging well on um, well for me. But um, to be fair, I think albums probably have an unfair advantage with um, sort of mm. our opinion changing. Like if you think about um, books or movies or TV shows, they are really kind of at a disadvantage in that case because if you read something, it's, unless you go and reread chapters, it's um, it's quite difficult to sort of change your opinion a lot unless there's, you have a life event that you want to revisit it. But uh, with albums, since it's just so easy to play it, they usually only 
40 minutes or something like that. And Joni Mitchell's, I think, 35 minutes-ish. Um, that one I've, I, I listened to, this is it's probably my fifth plug at this, and the podcast isn't really still going anymore. So I'm not, not getting paid anymore, but the <laughs> great albums podcast, um, they, they do a great, really great episode on Joni Mitchell's blue. And, um, after listening to that, they went into the lyrics quite a bit. And so I went and listened to the album again, but with more focus on the lyrics and, um, I thought it was really great. Um, the the song called Little Green, which was about, I think, the child that she put up for adoption. That, yeah. Yeah, that's just aged so well. So not the one I was talking um, about, but I was I was going to talk about the short history of nearly nothing. Um, mm. <laughs> not not the actual title. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that's episode 49, though, which is... Uh, uh, Shakespeare li- book. Yeah, Life as a Stage. Is, am I getting that right? The World as a Stage. The World as a Stage, sorry. Um, Shakespeare by Bill Bryson. So... Basically, I've probably read maybe five or six books on the trot now um, by Bill Bryson. Yeah, this became the Bill Bryson year for us. <laughs> and this is actually um, like, because before we did the Shakespeare book, you were telling me, hey, Peter, you should read Walk in the Woods with increasing, I guess you could say, force. <laughs> uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I'll, I'll get to that. And on, don't, don't you worry. And um, I kind of forced your hand a little bit to... <laughs> do a um, podcast um, <laughs> about one of Bill Bryson's books. And um, I, I still love the Shakespeare book. I thought that was fantastic. I, ne- I read probably the most similar book to that one is um, called Mother Tongue, which um, goes into the history of like English language, which is just fantastic, just amazing. Um, and then without going on a half-hour rant about why Bill Bryson's is fantastic, probably the two that I'd recommend is um, – is, is that one the mother tongue, but also um, a history of private life. I think it's called Bill Bryson at Home. Yeah. That is truly one of my favorite books ever. That's just an amazing book. And it goes into ordinary things in your home. And then it just brings you on like a tour through the 1600s, 1700s, yeah. 1800s. And, you know, he has a book, uh, which is the, uh, which is a play on words, uh, or not a play on words, but we did a play on words called Short History of Nearly Nothing, which is, sort of a parody of his probably most famous book, which is um, a, sh- a short history of nearly everything. Nearly everything, yeah. And um, I've read a little bit of that, but even though that one kind of goes through from the Big Bang through to through to now, I just can't imagine a book being more informative than Bill Bryson at Home because it just goes through everyday things that we use, but we actually don't know like – what they, what it was like originally, what its original purpose was, or why we do things like when mining started. Who knew when mining started? <laughs> or um, like you know, early before we had like the medical technology we have now. Like, what did we do instead? And it's just, it's just the most informative book I've ever read. And I've read like so many sciencey books, and this, this is way more casual yet, way more interesting and like. It just gives you a better sense of things, whereas some some books, they actually tell you all the details. They give you the specifications of life, but they don't give you, like, the background context and, like, the um, motives of people and the, and the emotions that are behind it. So it actually it just goes in through one ear and out through the other. But as I was saying in the, in the um, book about Shakespeare, he gives characters who are even momentarily in his books, he gives them motivations. And that's, I think that's where he really 
shines. Like uh, in in his book Down Under, he'll go to a small bar in the middle of nowhere and he'll give a personality to the bartender, you know, or he'll give a personality to the people in the bar around him. And that just changes the whole dynamic because now you're not thinking just about, oh, how far away is this town from another town or when was this established? You're thinking about what it would be like to be in that bar. And he gives you such a good imagery about it, um, which I just don't think you get with all, all the science kind of books nowadays. He's definitely one of my favorite authors. I think since we've done that episode, we've read a combined sum of like 12 books of his mm. and watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, the two things, I guess, that didn't make it into the quake, but had the most impact on my, on my life. Radiohead and, Shig- and Radiohead Bill Bryson. Radiohead and Bill Bryson, yeah. Yeah. I, I still say I still think like the the book about Shakespeare didn't get into the quake because comparing it I I really love that book but comparing mm-hmm. it to other Bill Bryson books yeah. it's it's just not the best one it's it's there's so much more to Bill Bryson's writing than what's in Shakespeare and and again I love Shakespeare the the world mm-hmm. of stage me too something that really surprised me we've done Taylor Swift's folklore which won album of the year last year and was a huge huge album and it's current it's from 2020. Um, it came out during the quarantine period, I think. Yeah. So when we listened to it, I kind of thought that this is a topic that I'm sure would come up often in like day-to-day situations. I thought I would have like plenty of opportunities to kind of show off about knowing knowing the album, but it totally surprised me. It never came up once. I mm. never heard songs from from that album played anywhere. I never heard people talk about that album. It literally never came up. And uh, like we said. We keep hearing songs from Stevie Wonder's songs in the key of life playing everywhere. I heard Joni Mitchell's California in a few places and U2 always comes up in bars and stuff. And and not that those are obscure artists in any way, but Taylor Swift's folklore was supposed to be so current and popular and it never, never came up to anywhere. It's actually come up for me. Really? Yeah, to, to name drop them twice in one episode. Uh, the great albums did sort of a recap of 2020 albums, and um, yeah. and it did come up. Uh, one of uh, a few a few listeners, I guess, um, submitted their their favorite albums in the year, and this one came up a lot, which surprised me because I don't think we had sort of um, a glowing uh, recommendation to go out and listen to no, it. No, not really. And these people, I think, are. I guess you could say they are music people, but they're, um, I don't know, they're, they're sort of not into the old 60s stuff that I sort of go into, and they're not sort of into the new EDM or whatever's going on now. They're sort of in the middle, like the 90s, 80s, 2000s-ish, and I don't know, I, I, I was just, maybe they just have a different mindset going into it, but I would, I just would love to hear from someone about why they like it so much, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sceptical, but... <laughs> I guess you like what you like. We'd have to have like a 16-year-old girl as a guest. <laughs> I don't know if we can uh, do that. <laughs> does she have a song called 15? I'm pretty sure she does. It's like 15 or something like that. I don't remember I don't that one. Maybe it's from a yeah, different album. Yeah, I was album. hoping you guys could fill in the bass line or something. <laughs> <laughs> was there a subject that you chose for us to do over the past year that you like would have taken back and chosen something else instead? Something you kind of regret choosing? Something... You were disappointed about maybe? Do you want to go Barrio with the with the most quake votes this year? Yeah. <laughs> Barrio gave us Enter the Dragon, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Watchmen, Rain Man, Billy Elliot, and The Room. I'm actually pretty stoked about all of them. I think the, the, the best candidate out of those for something to regret and do and switch out is maybe Enter the Dragon, maybe? I don't know. Guys, I'm totally forgetting 
What was the room? The room? You don't remember the room? <laughs> oh, right. Of course the room. <laughs> I totally forgot. I was actually monkeying on that. Nah, don't regret that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I got to say, I'm, I'm at the fourth game. I'm really enjoying myself there. Oh, nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I stopped after the second one. Uh, but, but like for Enter the Dragon, yeah, uh, we didn't enjoyed it that much, I guess. It's not that I'm not happy that we've done it. It just kind of stands out. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm really happy that we watched a Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. Peter, what about you? Anything you kind of want to take back? You, you, you had a, a few, I think, right? Like, you didn't <laughs> love Gris. You didn't love Taylor Swift yeah. folklore. Johnny did, Mitchell, yeah. you said, is growing on you. And then you had a, a good streak, like Stevie Wonder, The Star, a Star is Born, Paul Simon's Graceland, Thank and you. Bjork. You know, you, Bjork. you picked Bjork. Uh, you too, right? Yeah. I, I, we'll I, get to that. <laughs> He'll have his mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, for me, I'm trying to separate. I'm trying to just think. Not all the ones that didn't turn out are, are worth taking back, you know? Because exactly, it's, you know. That's otherwise, so what's the point? But yeah. um, I think the one that, like, there's some that I did that, like, now I can just go, ah, oh, Taylor Swift folklore. Nah, not into it. I know it. I've listened to it multiple times and I'm not into it. And I feel like there's actually a little bit of satisfaction in that, knowing like being able to cancel out something that you, you're you not going to go back to. So now whenever she re- releases an album, I'm probably not going to go back to it. But um, I mean, that could change, but it's just um, it's just nice to put a pin in it. You know, it's, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, it's something that you often don't do in life, like um, you you go around and you avoid these things forever, um, but the fact that we have this podcast format is is quite nice. Bound to document our feelings of these things, so I definitely don't regret um, uh, Taylor Swift's folklore, and I don't also regret the Björk. I went in thinking like this could either be one of the best albums ever or something we're not going to like, and it turned out to be the latter. But that's fine. Like I'm totally happy with that risk. The one that I thought was a risk, but it didn't actually sort of give me like any satisfaction in that sense where I thought, okay, now I'll just avoid that and other things associated with that was Gris. I thought um, it was a very specific game, you know, and the fact that we didn't like it, there was no like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think I wouldn't like that or I, I knew I wouldn't like that and, you know, I, that's why I didn't. It wasn't that dramatic because I thought we all yeah. thought it was – a serviceable game, but it just wasn't yeah. really that um, engaging. I guess you could say, like, it didn't uh, really pull us in and you know and grab us. Um, so in that sense, I couldn't really say like, oh, this is just terrible. Like that, I could with the um, the episode before that, but um, but with with Gris, it was just a bit of an anticlimax and. No one had really recommended it to me. No one said, this is amazing. You've got to try it. And then that would have been interesting um, psychologically just to say, like, hmm, interesting how someone really, really likes this. But it did get good reviews, but all the reviews were, like, online platforms and no one personally vouching for it. So uh, I guess that was probably the one I would I would love to swap that. How and, did you get to... Like how, where did you hear about it? Really? I just really wanted to a video game. And, um, so I was looking up certain video games and I didn't want to go for something too heavy, like something, um, I, cause we did just do Firewatch a couple of weeks prior. And I thought that one was like a, you explore the world a little bit. It's a little bit open, you know, so cute. and I, I wanted to go for something a little bit different. So I went for like a more of a 2d kind of game. 
And that one gets really good reviews in terms of like yeah. the scores that online platforms like IGN or whatever give Chris it. Chris gets a lot of love. It gets a lot of love. And I think why it does is I think the soundtrack and the um, and mostly the imagery. But I think for me, I think the mechanics sort of go first. And even though it did look wonderful, it's just like it was a little bit like watching, uh, going into a museum and watching well, not watching, looking at art. Like it was nice, but it just, there's no way I was, I would be transfixed with that. Yeah. It felt like the, sometimes I guess you could say the gameplay was, was actually the, the second most important thing. It was the most important thing was showing all of their designs and stuff, which, you know, is great. And it wouldn't have been a, as good a game without that stuff. But, uh, unfortunately, as a game, it, it doesn't really hold up. So yeah, I gotta say I enjoyed Greece. I like I, I was happy that that we played it. I guess the lesson there is if you're gonna take a risk, try to make it a bold risk as well. Like make it something that everyone else is going crazy about. Whereas Greece, it's like there was no one out online going, "How don't you like it?" It was more like you know, it's a nice game. It got game. good reviews, but it didn't. Yeah, it's not like a. It doesn't have like a huge following or anything. Yeah. It just yeah. the game. It was cute. It was fun. It just didn't move us too much. You know, it mm. just didn't do that much for us. Exactly. Yeah. For me, out of my choices, like the seemingly obvious candidate is Yetu's War. Obviously, it's a topic mm. I regret picking. <laughs> it's an album we didn't love, to say the least. But I'm I'm really glad we've done it. I should have given him a chance. Yeah. Like a fair chance years ago. And honestly, I've had a lot of fun talking about it. It's it's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. To be fair, it's actually one of my one of my favorite episodes. But also, um, U2 was one of those bands where I was absolutely sure I wouldn't like them. Yeah. But if someone says, "Has you have you listened to a full album?" I would have to bow my head and say, no, "No, I haven't." So. Never. And yeah. and now I can say, "Yep, I've listened to You Who's War many, many times," and I can tell you what: there's one good baseline in there, and besides that, <laughs> nothing. And out of the rest of my choices for the year, in, in retrospect, the one I least enjoyed was Rebel Without a Cause. Ah. And still, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> I loved Rebel Without a Cause. I tried to get into the Quag. Did I try to get it into the Quag? I'm, I'm almost sure I did. Let me take a look at our Quag archives. Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, it has a green yes. thumb from Peter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I thought it was great. I, I felt absolutely connected with the main character. Um. <laughs> I still, I, I, I agree with you. I really enjoy that movie. So, and if that's out of everything I chose, this is the one I enjoyed the least. I, I, I'm pretty happy with my choices yeah, for the year. I'm thrilled about that. Uh, let me ask you something else. Was there a topic that you're still salty about that it didn't get into the quag? <laughs> <laughs> Rebel without a cause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would have loved to see Firewatch, the video game in the quag. I, I wouldn't say I'm salty about it because it's not like it had the strongest of cases. I mean, I, I can't pretend it's the most important video game in recent times or anything, but I thought it was so charming. I loved the story. I thought it was so approachable. I think it can help like a lot of people who don't get video games change your mind about it. It's turning to a personal favorite of mine and I kind of want to find someone who hasn't played it and, and just play it along with them. Uh, just go through the whole thing again. Do you guys remember who voted it out of the quag? Uh, I, I <laughs> Not that I'm holding any grudges it, yeah. about it at all. <laughs> Got a bit of hate for that one. The vote was two for Firewatch and one against, and the vote <laughs> against came from good old pessimistic Peter. Ah. <laughs> I feel like I had a pessimistic run for a while, and I feel like that was actually 
Yeah, actually, I guess that was towards the end of my run. Like, then I had more of a run, run where I started yeah, you, you voting things in and you guys were voting them out. So, yep. I feel like all is, all is well. I don't exactly have the numbers in front of me, but if I remember correctly, Pierre was the most positive this year, tipping his hat for 11 subjects. I think Bio had 10 and I had 9, which makes me this year's negative Nancy. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Um, I usually consider myself the one who easily tips his hat for everything, the one who's easy to capture his attention and everything. I'm, I'm this year's negative Nancy and I promise to be more, more positive next year. <laughs> <laughs> be careful with that promise. I'm looking at Shakespeare through to Black Sabbath. And I've just gone thumbs up for <laughs> Shakespeare, A Star is Born, Billy Elliot, and, and Black Sabbath. And you guys have uh, gone two out of four. So <laughs> I think I was just giving thumbs up to everything. <laughs> I think that's what I'm probably still salty about. I think the um, Shakespeare one, uh, you know, I still love that. I, I thought it was great. I'm not sure where I'd rank it in his, in his um, um, books. Bookography. I, I think, yeah, bookography. Maybe not top three, maybe top four. But I thought A Star is Born, I, I really liked that one. I It was one of my topics, so maybe I'm a bit biased, but I just, yeah, I got really into that. To be honest, quite emotional, actually. I, I do remember after that, um, for probably about two weeks, like I was very emotional. <laughs> so uh, just about everything. So, and then, yeah, Billy Elliot. Um, we we voted that one in, which is which was just same with Black Sabbath. So. Yeah, if someone would have voted Billy Elliot out, I would have been salty about it. We wouldn't mm. be on speaking terms. Yeah, such a positive message. Like straight after Stars Born, I was a I was like a crippled human at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something else. Say we would have done this podcast, but with one more kind of limitation. Like say we were limited to choosing subjects for the podcast only from the past, say two years that is only mm. current stuff mm. how do you think well, it would have affected the podcast and like i mean from the beginning have this limitation from episode one that would be crazy i think we would be i think we would be really in tune with what's going on i think we have a better sense now of like the history of things like i think one of the major leaps was probably doing citizen gain but i feel like we're kind of filling in history we're not quite a history podcast but in some ways we are in some ways we're going through the trove of what's already been done. But I think if we were restricted to two years, and bearing in mind we're going into year three, we would have only now been doing things that have been created since we've started the podcast. Yeah. So it would be constantly moving forward. I think we would be, yeah, I think it would be closer to more of a topical podcast in terms of like seeing what's going on in the news today, keeping updated with new artists, new albums and stuff. And I guess that's not the direction we've gone in, but I think that would be nice as well. I think there's, yeah. I think staying on top of the scene, I guess you could call it, um, <laughs> would be really special. I, even if we were to just do maybe not a, maybe a whole year or something like that one, one day, mm. we just do stuff from last year or something like, you know, it would, it would be difficult. I don't know how I'd go doing a full year of it, to be honest, but it's definitely something that has a different kind of value that we're that we're getting at the moment. I think there there'd be a lot of value in doing it, but I'm I'm happy with the way we're doing things now. I kind of think that we would have started by getting to know like the big names of of today, mm. like yeah. which I'm guessing are I don't know Billy Eilish, Rihanna, and oh yeah, I don't know, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but yeah. I also think you know we would have ended up digging deeper, like because we wouldn't wouldn't have wanted to only do the big mainstream stuff and then. 
maybe we would have stumbled upon like cool unknown bands or indie movies and stuff. And I, I think it could have been fun. Mm. I, I'm really happy with what we're doing right now. So I think this yeah. is a little bit of um, grass is greener on the other side thinking that I feel like I'd be really knowledgeable. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like people would just come to me. I'd be like, oh yeah, this is coming out next month or something. Like I feel like I would be like that kind of person who just is on top of things. Like I feel like I've got just like a a mind map of everything that's going on in the world. <laughs> but that, as I say it, it just gets sillier and sillier. Like just thinking that I would be all of a sudden like that, whereas really I would probably have no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but um, I think restricting the time aspect, I think you would get to know years because since we'd only have two years to work with, say if we're recording one today, we'd have sort of bit of 2021, bit of 2020 and late 2019. Yeah. Like if that was the time kind of horizon that we were looking at, I feel like we would definitely differentiate a lot between those years. Like we'd say, wow, wasn't the late 2019s really good or wasn't early 2020 really hmm. good or something like That's that. That's an interesting or, point. Yeah. Especially with the lockdowns and the COVID, we would have been really specific about like, when was this done? August. Oh my God. Like, you know, this came out just a month after this album or something like that. Like, do you think they were heard the other one before they released it? All that kind of stuff. Like a little bit about how, Rolling Stone magazine talks about the 60s as if everything happened in about a month. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we would be in that mindset. Whereas at the moment, like there's even stuff like when we've done like two 90s movies, there's still like half a decade in between those things. So you get more of a general gist of the music scene, you know what I mean? And all the modern music we've done. We don't really have too much to compare it to, but we're just seeing the trajectory from Joni Mitchell in, in the 70s to Taylor Swift in the 2020s. You know, it's 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 definitely more of a, I guess you could say, looking at like a bird's eye view of what's going on, uh, which actually I do prefer. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think if we if we zoomed in a lot more, I think we'd become a bit more specific with timing. I think that would probably be a, a bit of a topic of exactly when things came out. Yeah. So let's play a few rounds of the game I like to call Are You Literally Tone Deaf? <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's how it's going to go. We each should have our uh, music streaming service open in the background, and we've each looked up a playlist that has pop songs from the last 10 years or so. The, the playlist I literally just now picked is called Top 100 Shazams of the Decade. We're going to take turns to shuffle and pick a random song from the playlist. When it's your turn, listen to the song, Notice that the two other adventurers won't be able to hear the song, and you have to hum or sing or imitate what you're hearing to the best of your abilities. The other two have to figure out what song it is. The rules are these. We're not allowed to use lyrics we're hearing, and if you land on a song or an artist that you've literally never even heard of, skip that song. But don't, don't just skip until you reach an easy song. You know, if there's a vague chance that we've heard about it, you have to do it. And if by chance you get, like, a very easy song, that's okay. I'll mention that this is not a competition. We're going to be working together. Both the one who sings the song and the two that are trying to guess a song are trying to get as many songs as possible. We're not trying to score points uh, for singing the best or anything. I don't know. I think we'll do two or three songs each. Maybe more if this ends up being fun. And I'll just say, like, based on our singing abilities, 
combined with the, the lack of knowledge uh, of popular songs, I'm guessing we'll do poorly. <laughs> I, think I, I think I would know most of it. If they've been Shazammed a lot, I've probably heard them around at parties and stuff. For me, it'll be good enough if we even recognize like the artist based on <laughs> our singing. <laughs> okay. Let me know when you're ready. I'll, I'll start. Okay. All right. So I'm going to shuffle a song. All right. Oh, man, this is going to be hard. <laughs> Wait, let me listen to this for a second. Oh, I think I know this song. Not, not an idea. Yeah, I know this song. <laughs> I'm not going to look at my own list because I we have the same list, so I'm not going to go through it. But, um, Wait, I'm, I wanted to get to the chorus. Oh, that's so, yeah, that's, it's a good song. I, I, I've here, here it is. Do, do you know the song or are you just oh, wait, 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 wait. Or you're just I repeating? Think, I think that bit he said. I think that thing he said was bulletproof. I, I, I think that's what I'm going for. What are you thinking? Bulletproof. Did you say bulletproof? Yeah, I'm going to go bulletproof. Yeah. Perfect, Peter. That, that's Bulletproof yeah. by LaRue. Wow. A song from 2009. Amazing. I don't really know this song, but I, I, I played guitar for someone who played it on like an open mic night once. So that's, that's how I know this mm. song. But perfect, Peter. See, the, the most recognizable bit for me was um, that... Like that bit was the most recognizable. And then... I didn't really get the slower parts, like the slower parts I don't remember at all. Yeah. But when you went, you just did it perfectly mm. where I can remember that bulletproof line. Like the, the, the song kind of sounds like a Game Boy playing music. So I went like, boop, 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 mm. boop, boop, boop. oh yeah, that absolutely confused <laughs> uh, me. I knew it wasn't going to be good enough. Um, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> That's the yeah. first time I'm hearing this song. Oh, really? I actually thought the chorus and then the verse or something they actually felt like different songs but yeah um, bitter you want to go next yeah yeah sure i'm hooked all right shall i shuffle yeah yeah go for it all right i'm i'm not gonna skip i'm just gonna go with whatever it is all right take the time uh, let it play for a while if you want to oh shit <laughs> this is fucked <laughs> <laughs> maybe it will change hopefully right on no idea. You sound like Bob Dylan. Oh, here we go. Better sing sounds yeah, there we go. Now that. Yeah. That's sick. Uh, that was awesome. You guys get it? No. No, idea. <laughs> no it, it really that's was. That's so rough, cool. though. You give it your own. That's your so all. rough because I've never heard the verse and I was like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> let, let, me, let me take a guess just for uh, uh, I really have nothing. I'm going to go with. Let's go with Rihanna. 
No. <laughs> okay. So the main bit was like that. Which is like, I don't know, the high bit is the most recognizable. And honestly, like, I don't know the name of this artist. In fact, because I'm not totally familiar with Apple Music on on a laptop, I don't know what names the artist and what names the album. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go. The song is called Drive By by either... Train or California 37. I'm going to say it's by Train and the album's California. Drive by Train. Wait, Peter, have you have you never heard this song before and you just sang nah, it? I've definitely heard it. I've definitely heard it because okay. I've heard that. Da, 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 but I've never heard the verse or I've never listened to the verse. And the mm-hmm. verse is so hard to like do anything with. So Well, you you, you did a good show. Did you find it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. It's like a, a um, here. I sent you a link to the one I'm listening to. Yeah, it has to be this. It's going like ah, 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 ah. yeah, yeah. That's got to be the one. <laughs> I never heard of this song. Damn, that's tough. Yeah, I I wouldn't have got it even if it was even if I heard the actual song because I don't know the artist. So Barrio, you're up next. It's nice. I, I'm li- I'm listening to Drive By. <laughs> Okay, okay. No, I found something else and it I'll probably be able to sing it. But it will be easy. Go for it. We need an easy one every once in a while. Well, one from two. <laughs> well, I, I won't I won't say the lyrics, I will just hum. Yeah. Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me put the chorus. <laughs> What the freak? <laughs> oh, never mind. No, I don't know this song. Sorry for taking a while. I'm, I'm trying to find anything that I might... Sorry. The thing just... is, I don't think I'd even be good at this with songs that I know yeah. very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a Led Zeppelin playlist. I'll butcher these songs with my humming. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Maybe we'll do a bonus. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to another play. Okay, you know what? Take, take, I'll keep looking. You can, if you have another one, you can take it. All right, I'll shuffle again. You ready for this? Bloop. We're ready. Okay. Oh, I got a very easy song. Hey, take it. All right, I'm waiting for them to start singing. Guys, this is impossible. <laughs> wait, wait for the chorus. You'll get it. It's it's a real easy one. Sounding familiar. Oh, no. Moves like Jagger. Is it moves like Jagger? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That moves was like so Jagger. Early. I'm so From happy about Maroon that. Maroon Five featuring wow. Christina Aguilera. Damn, that was so early. <laughs> I'm just patting myself on the back here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it didn't even ring familiar. But like now that you're saying it, it's kind of like in a high pitch. So Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> I never listened to the song. Like I didn't recognize the, the verses, but the, the chorus. Yeah. You know. You know how I know this song, right? This is such a weird like anecdote, but... Back in like, it could have been high school or primary school, can't remember, but I was like, I went through like this quick phase, probably like a month or something. I just thought, you know where, we know where it's at. It's 
radio. <laughs> like, that's that's where we should all be listening to music, just on the radio. Because you get like the, I think I was probably a few friends too short where I like, I was like, you know what's great? The comforting sounds of other humans. And then you get like the music and then you get some advertisements. It's just such a good vibe. <laughs> like how good is that? They've, they've, they've figured a way to combine music with like social interaction and like hearing other people and like, you know, then they do their opinions. And I just thought in theory, it was just the greatest thing ever. And I had never really listened to the radio before. So I bought myself like a real portable radio and like, I just turned it on to, at the time it was 92.9 and um, like, I was like, oh man, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to like experience so much more music and like, I'm going to get to know the hosts and like, they'll be referencing like what they did on the show yesterday and I'm going to know about it. Like, <laughs> I was there and like, I thought this would be so cool. And then I realized on the radio, <laughs> they actually play like eight songs <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's not enough. they play like eight different songs during the day and they just play them on repeat and this was like this was released i think like i think i listened to about for maybe a week or two and i started listening exactly when this was released and i remember like vividly when it like oh this is the first time we're playing it i'm like oh this is cool and then they would play <laughs> it and they're like man that's a good song and then they'd play it like probably I think they play like four times the next day and then the day after they play like 20 times and I just got so sick of it because I was like oh <laughs> why am I listening to this this, this is so boring like, so yeah I gave up the radio pretty quick but for a while I thought it was a good vibe and you know what it is a good vibe it's just now we listen to podcasts and and music separately and that's how it should be I think yeah unless you have like a really good like a radio host which like likes good music or music you're into and like can give you some background, but the music I was listening to was kind of like, it was just people just bantering and then they just play random music and it was all music that like, you know, the, the guy upstairs wanted to, <laughs> wanted to make <laughs> money off. So it was just like Ed Sheeran and stuff. So, but um, yeah, that's how I know that song so well. Uh, Peter, do you want to go next or Barrio, do you have one lined up? Uh, yeah. Go for it. All righty. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yes. Yep. Go. Na, 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 na. I'm getting it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a shape you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I literally, I know this song <laughs> literally just because two days ago, some, we went to a karaoke bar and someone sang it. That's, that's where I got this from. I wouldn't wow. recognize it any other way. <laughs> Damn, that's amazing. I've heard it. I think um, I have a friend that's quite into Ed Sheeran and um, 
I think I've made jokes about this song, but um, uh, and, and when you were when you're doing your little performance, Bo, I was like, man, Barrio's letting the team down here. <laughs> I got last into it. <laughs> I watched, I watched it takes, the video it, the as well. The funny thing is how it takes time to get into the groove because yeah, for the first like 20 seconds it was just like boop boop boop. Because because there's a rap part, so it's kind of yeah. like half singing, half. I get it. But when you were doing it, I was like, "Oh man, Barrio's letting the team down here. He's just doing like the maracas or something like that." And then I, as, I, as I started to get it, as I started to get it, I was like, "Actually, no, that like, is perfect. It's so good." Peter, you're up. All right, I'm up. Okay, let's go for shuffle again. I'm not going to do skits. You're very adventurous. What have we got? Oh, I think I can do this one. Do 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 I still don't have anything, but this sounds fun. TikTok. Yeah, the clock. Yeah, good cash. Kesha? That is right. Yeah. TikTok on the clock. I've definitely heard this song before. No, well done, man. This was really recognizable from your singing. Yeah, it was good. There, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was the one time. I don't know if it was technically cheating, but it was worth the risk. We'll take it. Uh, Barry, you want to go next? I did the I did the non skip for everything. So if I get a good one, I don't feel bad. That's well done. Wait. <laughs> Can I feel like I need more information? It was like slow jazz. <laughs> <laughs> because I realize I don't know this song as well as I as I thought. <laughs> I'm waiting for the chorus. Bring it, Barrio. Bring it. <laughs> Give it some soul, da, 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 yeah. Oh, I know this song. Da, da, Save us, Peter. Da, 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 oh, this da, sounds like Adele. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. Exactly. Is that it? Rolling in the deep? No. <laughs> oh, no. You got Adele. Uh, is there one called Hello? Yes. Is that it? Hello yeah. by Adele. Oh, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have recognized it. Never never heard this song. Oh, no, I've definitely heard it. But well done, Peter. You never heard Hello from Adele? Like, there was a time that it played everywhere. I think it's one of the most Googled things ever. I think it overtook hmm. Baby or something yeah. by 
Justin Bieber. I got a song lined up. Yeah, let's, let's go for it. I don't know. I, I haven't clicked play, so I don't know what it sounds like yet. But I think I know the name of the song, so it might be an easy one. Uh, okay. Let me click play and see what it's it's about. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be an easy one. It's like, oh, wait, they're clapping their hands. Clap, clap. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, um, Bruno Mars. Do, do, um, yeah, yeah. Do, do. <laughs> that was the quickest <laughs> one we could get. Motown Funk. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good song. Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. That was an easy one. I think it had some nice guitar in it. I mean, I, I haven't listened to it, but <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> oh, I skipped to the next song, and, and it's Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Oh, wow. So what's our scores at the moment? Are we? I think we missed only one. Yeah, I think we're six from seven. Uh, you're up next, Bear, if you have a song. Okay. I'll shuffle it. God, help me. Come on. Oh, boy. I don't know this song. Let's go for it. Do Man, this is so hard. Like in my head, I'm putting behind these like electric guitars and stuff because that's my go-to. But I don't know what to, to even imagine. I'm sorry, I got nothing. Yeah. It's very difficult, actually. I'm trying to do like all the drums and everything. <laughs> yeah, w- would you say we know this song or the artist? I don't know. I just know it. Hmm, I've got nothing. Like the, the earlier songs you did sounded familiar, but this one, I got nothing. Buy a throw like an educated guess. Uh, Rihanna again. Rihanna. Rihanna. I think I'm getting it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it and go back. I feel like I did a pretty good job. Let us know what it is. Okay. The song is Am I Wrong? By Nico and Vins. No, oh, I was trying so hard. <laughs> you know what's tough, actually? I didn't think about before I did this game. But because you don't know the song that well, you listen to it and then you try to like do it. So you're kind of a line behind. Yeah. And Yeah, exactly. So what I've done to like correct that is I just try to predict because pop songs are so predictable. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. And then if you get it wrong, you're like, oh shit, not that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I tried to do it on that one. 
I thought he was going to go down and he went up. And I was like, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm listening to the chorus now and I can see what you were going for. Am I Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's the bit I could do. The... Again, just because like my head was trying to fill in the blanks, like behind the singing, you were doing like electric guitars and like very energetic yeah. drums, but that's that's just my default. So kind of weird. It's totally different. I should have, I, I, I went for too much, but what I should have done, right, is because it's the main bit. There's the, and am I wrong? And then I should have done that and then just done a few drum bits. Like, am I wrong? You know, I could have done that, but I went for too much. The the next song I'm going to do, uh, again, it's uh, it's an artist you definitely know. Here we go. I hope we get it. Wait, let me get into the groove. <laughs> okay. Uh. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to approach this. It's a Mario theme. It's going very high. <laughs> Actually, sounds, actually, no, I did get a little bit there. Oh, man, this is so hard. <laughs> Dude, I got a little bit. <laughs> I think it gets into it. Is it getting into it now? Nope. No, okay, damn. I thought there would be a breakdown where <laughs> Damn, I, you know, I, I had a few seconds there where I really thought I was getting it, but... Let me know if you want I, a hint. Yeah, give us a hint. <gasps> yeah, let's, let's go We It's an artist that Barrio brought up for the Culture Quest Radio once. Maybe twice, man. Sorry, Barry. It doesn't come to my mind. Me neither. Do you guys want to know the answer? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. It's Chip Thrills by Sia. What? song, Barrio? I think I did a pretty good job. I don't think so. I know. I know this song. I know this song very well. Yeah, and I, was I don't know very the song well. very well. Wait, let me know if you recognize this now. Now you know the answer. Okay. And then it goes to the chorus. No. No, I don't know. Sound like to me. <laughs> You're trying to do the 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 kind of like the the music around, not the not no, the, the vocals. vocals, the the vocals. That's uh, that's what it sounded like to me. No, it's, it's not. It <laughs> I think you're saying like I don't need no money. Yeah. That's a part of saying. Uh, that's what okay. I was doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, yeah. So I didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <is> that, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, <laughs> didn't get it. I, hey, before Barrio goes, um, I think, I've, I propose this. We put 
three artists to the group that we like. So artists we're very familiar with. We do three, so we don't know exactly what artist it will be. And then we take one of those and someone else does it. So then we have a chance. That would be that would be cool. Yeah, uh, I'm up for that. So like you give me an artist, I give Barrio an artist, and Barrio gives an artist to you? Yeah, I think maybe we'll give him a choice of two. So I'll give you two, you give Barrio two, Barrio gives me two or something. And then it's just so you don't know 100% you know, like what way it could be. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm giving you CI again. We need, we need to mend this. <laughs> Don't tell everyone. <laughs> I'll text Barrio, Barrio, you text Peter, and Peter, you text me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got to give me another one, Barrio, as well. got to give me two. Two artists? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You should be able to tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I think what would be a, a smart idea, just um, logistically, is just pick whatever one you want to do. And then go to their essentials playlist and then just yeah. do that. All right. I sent Barry a couple. Uh, but Barry, I want to do the, the song you have lined up first. Yeah. All right. I think it's an easy one as well. Okay. That's the intro. Oh. Hmm. Something, dun, something that dun. I used to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, just play the intro. What's his name? I think the name is Gautier. Yes. yes. Peter, you texted me a couple of bands. I'm going to shuffle one of them, the Essentials playlist, and you guys have to guess it. So okay. here we go. I'm going to shuffle. Yeah, interesting if we can get the, at least the oh, band. I got, I got a good one. No, this is so easy. Well, I'm having fun. What's the name of the song? Heartbreaker by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Well done, Peter. <laughs> well, let me do the other band you, you, you texted me. This will be a much harder one. It really, I, I, don't, I don't think you're right. Hard to do his voice. Oh, this is the second one. One second, it'll get in there in a second. This is the intro, and they're going to start singing yeah. in a second. It's much easier with songs I know. You guys know this, right? Started again. We're moving towards the, the chorus in a second. Two, three, four. Tickets. 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 Oh, 
it's on the tip of my tongue. This is a pre-chorus. Wait, we're getting to the chorus yeah. now. Oh no, there's another verse. You guys don't know this? <laughs> Not yet. I mean, but it sounds familiar. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I can get it. Three, yeah. four, one, two. Yeah. I'm gonna do the whole song. Okay. <laughs> I think I know the album. Is it off OK Computer? It is. Yeah, I just don't Which know. Which means it's Radiohead. Yeah. Here's I just a don't know the song. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I know the song. Just don't know the name. This is fucking Karma Police. Ah, oh, there we go. Ah, yes. <laughs> Who's I'm going to give next? that a fail, even though we got the album. But yeah. You know what? I don't reckon I've listened to Karma Police in a long time. It's That's not honestly my favorite song. Not yeah, it's not my favorite song, but... It's um, kind of boring. Yeah. Look, I hate throwing around the term overrated, underrated, because, <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it is rated what it's rated, but it's like... Yeah. That one, I feel like, gets, like, a lot of people into Radiohead, and then, like, they just forget about it, so... All right, so who's up next? Um, I'll go if you want. Go for it. All righty. I'm going to shuffle the Essentials playlist. Oh man, this is difficult. I don't know what the vocal <laughs> melody is going to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get into it a bit. Do you have any clue? Well, I know the artist. <laughs> I think, it, but it definitely goes to like a small, isolated bit where it's like. And then there is a big, like. Yeah. I have no idea what this is. I'll say this they're a good singer because it's so difficult. Like, there's no easy lick or anything like that. Peter, give us a band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm getting into it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> After you're having fun. <laughs> 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 
do, 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 it's, it's not a bit. Do. You're getting into it. <laughs> okay. What, what was the band? <laughs> no, it's just like sometimes you're too like frigid, you know, like you're just trying to hit the note. But then I was like, you know what? Let's go for the vibe of it. And it's like, <laughs> do, 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 Well, it's Sia, but... I don't it's know. It's definitely it. Sia. Yeah. <laughs> Not a clue. I have no Do idea. you know the album A Thousand Forms of Fear? Yes. Do you know the album? Yeah. Okay. So what, do you know a song that kind of starts out with a bit of piano? It's like... Oh, is that supposed to be piano? And then it goes... <laughs> yeah. And then it goes like... And then it goes... maybe... Maybe it's um, Eye of the Needle? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Damn. All right, I'll tell you. It's Big Girls Cry. Oh. He sounds like he knows it intimately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know the song? You know the song, right? That's, that's a, an easy song to understand how to hum from <laughs> first listen of it. Oh, wait. Did I hum it badly? Well, well, I don't know. It's hard to hum in general something that, that is yeah. understandable. Like it's not you. It's it's oh, kind of like man. So I've said just to reiterate, listeners, I've gone. Did I hum it badly? And Barry's gone. Well, it's hard well, to hum in general. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the second song? The second band Barry gave you? Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> I think it's going to be even more challenging. Really? Yeah. No, I'm more confident for this one. Really? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I am shuffling their essentials, so I'm not. Trying to go for that the most popular, but let's see what happens. Okay, here we go. Starting it up. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know what it is. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> this is the best song. It's so easy to do. <laughs> wow, that was great. <laughs> let, let me let me you listen to this. So rough, Keep going. Though. If that was wasn't there. Do you know what my impression would have been on the rest of the... Remember what I said yeah, about yeah. humming but before? You know... That was, I take it back, this was great. This, this was... Uh... Is this system of a down? Much. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I, I know, I know this... what it is. It's, uh, it's uh, science. Yeah, that's the one. Wow, that was great, oh, Peter. man. <laughs> Sometimes you just get a lucky break. Oh, right, Barry, you're up next. I, I think I gave you two good ones. Let me... Okay, I'll try to imitate. That's the intro. This is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> artist for him so i know who this is and i know what instrument is playing but i don't recognize the song (laughs) 
do you want to guess anything? Do you want to ask any questions? I just don't. No, I feel like it is a trumpety voice, it's, but or it's a jazz standard. I don't recognize the the song. Oh, yeah, now I get it. And I miss you. Put in some more soul into it. You can do it better. Well, I miss you more than all. This is um, Autumn Leaves? Yes. Yeah. When Autumn Leaves begin to fall. Tom Waits? Miles Davis. I just assume anything slow and boring is Tom Waits. Oh, fucking. <laughs> what did I do to you, Peter? <laughs> oh, I can feel like a Tom Waits episode coming up. Oh, <laughs> oh Barry, I got another one. <laughs> uh, just a second, a second, a second. I think we're actually doing worse off our own. <laughs> I got something random, and I think it's good. It's really hard to do this when when the others start to sing because of the delay. Okay, so I guess you lost hope, so I need to tell you what the song is. Yeah. What what could it be? Beethoven's fifth. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a hard one. So, Queens, another one bites the dust. <laughs> Man, how good is Roger Taylor on another one bites the dust at um, Montreal? Oh, everything he fucking does. Yeah. Uh, um, just 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 to trigger some listeners, um, Roger Taylor is my favorite singer in Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, Tom Waits and then Queen—that's that, horrible. Burning the ship yeah, today. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So uh, what, what can I say? It's been another successful year for the podcast. I've learned a lot. I've forgotten a lot. I can't wait to keep growing alongside my two best friends in the whole wide world, uh, Peter, who I've, who I've never really met outside of the uh, of Discord and WhatsApp and Barrio, who's probably the person I've spent the most time with since fourth grade. <laughs> um, is year three the year we finally record an episode in which all of us are in the same location, <sighs> where we finally get to know what we all look like. I've, I've seen a picture of Peter a couple of days ago, but that's that's about it. <laughs> Even if we don't, I'm sure year three will take us to new heights. I'm not kidding when I'm saying that. To me, it feels like we're only getting started. We're, we're still learning and getting better at this as we go. And we don't plan too far ahead into the future, but I can fairly confidently say that year three holds a few interesting surprises. Next episode, we're going to experience the first album of John Legend, which other than him being a great pianist and vocalist, we and that he appeared in the movie La La Land, which I think we mentioned a couple of times before. Don't know anything about him, but he's supposed to be really yeah. good. And there's a lot of, uh, well, there used to be a lot of talk about him and it's going to be interesting. 
uh, we are going to listen to uh, Get Lifted, a 2004 album. Yes. Get, get, get lifted. Yeah. <laughs> Probably won't sound right. like that, yeah. I don't know if that's what it will be. <laughs> According to All Music, uh, it was recorded between 2001 and 2004, has 14 songs, it lasts uh, 52 minutes, and it's written down under Neo Soul mm, contemporary R and B and adult contemporary R and B, which I don't know the the difference between those two. Yeah, <laughs> and the themes of the albums mm. are the the album themes are hanging out, summer, and in love. So. My only um, John Legend, I guess, story is um, I remember in I think it was high school that someone showed me a a video of of, of him, like a video clip, and I think it was. Gee, I hope I'm getting this right. But it was a song about love or something like that. And <laughs> Makes sense so far. <laughs> the video clip had John Legend and another girl. And this 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 person from um, high school was saying, like, that's actually his, like, real life spouse, like um, his wife. And that they're apparently they have, like, their whole life online. Like, he does all these amazing things for her. And, like, it's just, like the dream relationship. So essentially like, I'm just hoping that this preserves that. Like he's not like, it's not going to be like 50 cent in the club or anything like that. So hmm. yeah, so that's the only thing, but he's just like <laughs> the best husband in the world. Hmm. So I definitely know his face from, uh, from La La Land. Like Barry mentioned, he played a role in the movie. I, I think both Barry and I really love that movie. And Bar- Peter, you've never watched it. If I remember correctly. And I don't know, it's not really the, the type of music I listen to every day, R&B and, and neo-soul. So yeah, a change is, is going to be welcome. So with that year two behind us and year three right in front goodbye, of us, goodbye, uh, let, let's, let's goodbye, have some fun this year. Goodbye, uh, so goodbye, thank you, Peter. Goodbye, thank you, Barry, goodbye, for staying true to goodbye, our goal. Goodbye. And thank you, the <laughs> listeners at home. For helping us along <laughs> the latest stage of our really. <laughs> We hope that you join us again next episode, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> The Culture Quest podcast is brought to you by no one in particular. The best way to support us and help us grow is to tell your friends and family about us and to direct them at episodes that they might find interesting. We might start a Patreon page at some point. That way we'll be able to do some cool stuff with people who decide to actively support us, such as you'll be able to join our Discord channel and discuss the albums, movies, books we're doing before we record each episode. You'll be able to suggest and to vote on the subjects that we do. We can maybe do listening parties with the albums we've covered and who knows what else. Uh, if you think you might be interested in something like that or you want to contact us about anything else, drop us a line. You can find all the ways to contact us on our website, culturequestpodcast.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to bring to everyone's attention all those people that are currently stuck without their phone and are forced to continue listening to this unless they pause it and then have to contemplate, you know, the state of their life and other things. So you'll probably just continue listening. I just wanted to give a bit of a shout out to a um, a website, actually. It's called givewell.org. So that's give, G-I-V-E, well, W-E, org, so it's it's a dot org so it's it's legit and um basically they're the authority on who is worth giving money to in terms of charity so obviously we'll give money to friends and family if they 
full on hard times. But if you are thinking about giving large sums of money to um, charities, it's definitely best to do your research because a lot of people just give away money and want to feel good, but it's also good to think of it as an investment and how you can do the most good. So, it's not asking you to give away more money, but it's asking you to give the money away in a responsible way. And um, basically, they've just authorized eight charities. So, out of all the, I want to say hundreds of thousands of charities, might be a bit lower, but they've authorized only eight. And I think it's really good to just scan through the list and um, see if you can consider donating to these charities. So, um, I think that would be good if we can all sort of band together during these tough times. At the moment, it's COVID, but, you know, that will change and we're all going to need to support everyone. So, this is probably one of the best evidence-based ways to do that. So, yeah. So, definitely hop on to givewell.org if you're considering and hopefully those charities are like tax deductible or something in your country, which would be in your best interest. So, anyway, this is not formal advice, but it's just a good place to go. Thank you.